Hello, this is Bill Lytell, Senior Pastor of Gospel Baptist Church in Menina Springs. A little wisdom for your walk here. Uh, Matthew chapter 21, 28, and following. And what think ye, Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. He came to the second and said, Likewise, and he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father? They said unto him, The first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Uh, I come from a rebel background. Uh, you know, the family I came from, uh, many of them were just rebels, rebels without a cause. I often tell people I'm a junkyard dog, save a grace. I have no pedigree. I am uh, not from royalty. Uh, we have went back in our genealogy, and I told the people that were going back, please stop uh, for what they were finding out. It wasn't pleasant. I am a uh, sinner saved by the very grace of God. Always uh, I've tried to be grateful for uh, the, the miry pit that God has dug me from. Uh, Psalm 40, 1 through 3 there. And so this hits me, uh, this, this little passage here in Matthew 21 hits me. What kind of rebel are you? I, I've known some pedigree folks, some folks that uh, came from high-class, high-educated, uh, well-mannered, uh, high-society, smooth people, people that knew how to say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, uh, knew manners, were kind to, to people. But oftentimes when you got to know those folks, I heard differently on their secret uh, private speech. They were uh, somewhat disrespectful, mockingly using manners as an avenue to deceive, duplistic or dualistic, maybe you want to call them uh, either way. Um, but I really, it hit me when I read this the first time years ago. These are basically two rebels. This man has two rebels, and I suppose it describes every sinner out there one, one kind of rebel or the other. Um, so, so the father comes and said, look, I want you to work in my vineyard. you born again Christian today. Listen to this possibly. God's come to you and asked you, he says, I want you to work in my vineyard. I want you to work for the kingdom of God. No born again Christian is, is saved from heaven by the blood of Jesus to sit, to just take up space. Uh, to eat God's uh, food and not, not give back a, a portion in gratitude. Uh, we're not saved but works. I, I absolutely agree, but we have a salvation that works. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 8, and 9, man, I stand on them absolutely. For by grace you save through faith that nine yourselves a gift of God. Not of works as any man should boast, but also stand on verse 10 there. We're, we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We have a faith that works. He tells every one of us, and he's told you. You say, well, I didn't hear it. Well, it's in the book. 
If you want you want to hear you want to hear what God has to say about things, read the Bible. You want to hear uh, out loud what God has to say, read the Bible uh, out loud, and you'll hear what He has to say. Nine, it's been said, ninety-nine percent of everything that God wants us to know, He's written in the book. The Holy Spirit will clear up that one percent that you struggle with on interpretation. But the whole Pentecostal movement's wrong when they're out there seeking every wind of doctrine, every whim, every voice, uh, every every who, who's speaking. I'll ask him, who's telling you this stuff? Well, well, God's telling me. Is He really? How do you know that? Because what you say oftentimes doesn't agree with the Bible. And if it doesn't agree with the Bible, it can't be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Surely He'd not con contradict Himself. And they say, well, but God told me. The problem with the Pentecostal movement is simply they put uh, feelings over fact. They, they, they put uh, these inner voices over the written, preserved Word of God. Forever settled in heaven, the Bible says of itself. I believe the books that are open in the uh, judgment of the unsaved, uh, it's going to be the Bible. 66 books of the Bible will be open. The very... Paul, uh, very, Paul said, by the words I preach, you're going to be judged. That's right. Uh, we're, we're going to be judged on the word of God, brother. God's a fair and just and honest person, uh, a God, and he's going to judge us on what we have been given to look at. So he said he had two sons. He says, go. So each one of us has been told to go. And the one said, I will not. But afterwards, he repented. Now, first of all, you got to be pretty bold, but I've been there. God, I don't want to do. When God called me to ministry, I said, I don't want to go. Please, Mr. Custer, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I told God, I'll be anything you want me to be, but please, not a preacher. I'll be an electrician for God, a plumber for God, a floor covering guy for God, a real estate guy for God, an appraiser for God. I was all of those different things, but I don't want to be a preacher. And God says, I want you to represent me in the ministry and be my preacher. I said, oh, Lord, I don't want to go. Like this young man Afterward, I repented, and I went and put my hand to the plow. I've been that way now for, oh, 45, 46 years. Um, the other one said, uh, I like the answer. He says, uh, I go, sir. He's respectful. How many people are sitting in church saying to God, I'll go. I'll go. Yes, sir. I'll do what you want me to do. But they don't do it when they go outside of the outside of the walls of the church or outside of that walls of the commitment that they make. I, I want to. I'll do your will, God. Uh, you know they're yes men, but internally they they're rebels. They will not obey. And God says, uh, which one of these two is doing the Father's will? Well, you know the answer. The one that said, uh, "I won't go," but decided to go. In other words, basically the one that goes, the one that does the will of God. How practical is that? Uh, you're going to be judged on what you do. Now, I know you're going to be judged on your words, Matthew 12, uh, 35, 37. You're going to be judged on your words, but that's part of what you do. You're going to be judged on whether you give people the gospel and whether you were faithful at sharing Jesus everywhere you went, whether you were faithful at learning the things of God and going out in every way possible, spreading the kingdom, helping the local church financially with time and, and, and with your treasure, Every way you can help the local church to thrive and to prosper, every way you can help your preacher and the deacons and the people of God that want to do the right thing to prosper, man, that's where we ought to be, amen? 
but here's, a, here's an amazing statement in verse 31 there of chapter 21 of Matthew. He said, Verily I say unto you, that publicans and harlots. Now those were probably, by definition, the two lowest thought of groups in the society that, in the first century there, where Jesus lived. Publicans were Jews that represented Rome in taxing their own people. And oftentimes tax them much far above what Rome wanted and whatever they got above what Rome wanted, they got to keep. They were hated beyond belief, anything I've read about them. Harlots, of course. They're not hated, but they're thought of as the lowest of the low. They're thought of as diseased, uh, unfaithful women that are out there. Uh, nobody wants them for a wife. Nobody wants them for a girlfriend. But yet men use them uh, like machines and degrade them and... Imagine in this day and age, at that time they lived, there was no, there was no treatment for diseases and the various things that they brought. He says, but I'm going to tell you, my kingdom's going to be made up of publicans and harlots before it be made up of people like you. People like what? People that say they're going to go, yes, sir, respectful people, lettered people, educated people, refined people that have no heart for the will of God that have no unction and have no enthusiasm for the kingdom of God, that are, that are playing a game, that are uh, acting out a part, that are conning exteriorly, but internally, literally ravenous wolves. Which rebel are you? That's the question. I hope you contemplated it. I sure hope that if you're the kind that says, yes, sir, and, and goes not, that you'll repent of that. And say, yes, sir, I'll go and do go and do be part of the kingdom of God. Don't you let anything. You say, I've been offended, preacher. People have disappointed me, preacher. Well, join the crowd. Everybody that we've ever been around has probably disappointed me. Come on. There's no excuse, and there are not going to be excuses. A, a true child of God overcomes a hundred obstacles to be part of the kingdom of God and be part of the church of God and part of the local church. Uh, a, a sick sheep has a hundred excuses not to go to church, not to be participate, not to be part of the kingdom. Well, I was hurt. Somebody misused me. Somebody abused me. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I really am. But I'm telling you, Jesus didn't. And his kingdom and his church depended on you, yes, you, to do the will of God. Oh, I take this as a warning for sure. Uh, which rebel? Are you this Bill Lytell? Wisdom for your walk. God bless you.